Okay, well, hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl of Food Addict. And um, I was just looking at my count. Um, I, I have a challenge uh, with knowing of what day it is and what the date is. And uh, electronics has helped me with that. I, I was sitting there watching reruns on TV. And it went, and it went Bip, and it said, lead, 9 o'clock. And like a, a good, mature Christian, I said, shit. <laughs> I went running for my big book in the other room. Um, you know, yesterday was my, I celebrated 40 years in this program. And uh, in this book says we trudge the road to happy destiny. And it's definitely been a trudge for me. Um, I've just released 110 pounds. Um, this is my second time for releasing 100 pounds. Because, you know, like this book says, we have to concede, fully concede to our innermost selves that we are addicts. And I thought that once I got thin, I stayed thin because that's what I saw thin people do. They just seemed to eat whatever they wanted. Um, however, what I didn't see is they didn't do the quantity that I did. Um, I always blamed my obesity on my tonsils. After I got my tonsils out, then I got fat. And so I never, you know, moderation. I, I don't know what moderation is. And so I've had to learn that over these 40 years. And I had to realize that I will never understand what, um, I, I'm not going to be a normal eater. I'm not going to be like one of them. I'm not going to understand how they do what they do. And, you know, I have these automatic little twitches. If I feel hungry, first thing I do is look at the clock and see, am I allowed to be hungry? <laughs> Has it been at least four hours since my last meal or something? Because I can't trust those things because they're so hooked to my emotions. And, you know, I laugh on Facebook when I, you know, see um, different groups and whatever, and, and they say I'm an emotional eater. And I, and I think, well, duh, I don't know of anyone that's obese that, that hasn't been an emotional eater um, unless there was anything else going on in their lives. You know, I have a chronic progressive fatal disease, except on my, my you know, on my death certificate, it's not going to say died of obesity. It's going to be of heart disease, of, of diabetes, etc. Um, they they don't claim that. Um, we we've managed to get in the DSM five with different uh, types of uh, mental disorders, but you know, folks just you know, we've got the shaming disease, and and people just look at us. Um, you know, the the other folks just say, well, he doesn't look like an alcoholic. But, you know, they could look at me and say, well, she sure does look like a compulsive overeater. Um, and so it, it's just been so traumatic throughout my life. Um, you know, even before they had plus sizes, I was a plus size. And, you know, wearing old lady clothes and wearing polyester double mitts when it wasn't cool. And w instead of being able to wear jeans, I had to w wear jeans from the men's department because they didn't have them in my size. And um, whenever, I, I don't remember who was reading it uh, at one time when, you know, we read uh, how it works. 
and it was one of one of my many epiphanies. I'm flipping through my big book here. One of my many epiphanies in uh, this program where they say, you know, this is what we need to do. And uh, they read the steps. I want, I want to read it right, so let me find it. Um, they read the steps and they say, you know, this is uh, what we have to do, you know, and rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed these steps. And then it says, what an order. And I heard it as, what? An order? You expect me to do this? And um, I realized what a controller I am and how I can manipulate things and manipulate others. And that's what I would do in my mind, you know, uh, and all the rules that I had that if no one sees me eat it, it doesn't count as calories. If it breaks apart, the calories leak out. I mean, these, these are lies that I told myself or this one time won't hurt. Or, um, you know, I, I, I'm also bulimic, you know, and just if I purge, then I, I lose some of the calories and I can eat some more. And so the crazy things that I told myself, you know, and it, the big book tells me we are both sick bodily and mentally. And until those maladies are overcome, we cannot recover. And, you know, I always did think I was crazy, but I didn't know that it was with food. Um, I, I grew up in a family of obesity, and I learned how to eat in that manner. However, I could have stopped, but I didn't. Um, I'm addicted to that first bite, and I keep trying to get that endorphin rush from that first bite, but you don't ever get it again, only from that first one. And then I got it, you know, I, I kept trying to suck myself, trying to get that rush one more time. And so there's no such thing as me being normal. So I have to plan my meals. Um, there's, there's no more, I, I feel like, I feel like, what do I feel like eating today? Um, I have to plan my categories, you know, I, I have to plan, um, you know, healthy macro, you know, protein, and I have to plan a vegetable, and I have to plan a this and whatever, so that I'm eating healthy, and, and that wasn't done in my house. Um, you know, my, my first trip to Weight Watchers, you know, I, I, I think I failed Weight Watchers maybe six times, um, and that's because I, I, did, I want to do everything my way. You know, that self-deception and experimentation. I, I, I want to I prove that I'm the exception to all of these rules. And, you know, so I'm going to limit how many, how many of those, uh, you know, cookies I eat. This time I'm only going to eat one. I, I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, the big book says, walk up, walk up to the bar and try and do some controlled drinking. And I can't do it. So I, and I quit drinking because whenever I drank, I ate too much. And so, you know, I, I'm, so I'm addicted to many things, many behaviors, you know. So if I'm not drinking and I'm not eating, now the internet, now, now I can compulsively buy and it makes it much easier. And so any 
type of behavior that will give me that adrenaline rush. And I heard it at a meeting a long time ago. Anything I can eat, drink, do, or screw that will give me that rush, I will try and, and do. And so I have to keep tabs on my behavior. Um, my, my sponsor uh, really likes talking to me because they laugh most of the time because it's like, oh, what did you get into this time? Um, I just went back to work, and I had to call them on the way to work because I'm an extroverted introvert, and I don't like groups of people I don't know. Um, I don't like change unless I've done it, um, and, and I like to control my environment and the people in it. And so I'm on my way to work, and I'm going to meet a whole bunch of new people, I don't know what I'm supposed to be teaching. Uh, I, there's too many unknowns for me, for someone who has to control things. And so I'm talking on the phone, and they just talked me off the cliff and how I've done this so many times before. And, and so, you know, telling me the qualities that I do have to handle these things. Um, going into an OA meeting was just terrifying for me, but I had no choice. And even now, uh, COVID has changed a lot of things. But going into a meeting, and I knew everybody, my home group, oh, my gosh, I know everybody. There were some days I just wanted to be a potted plant in the corner. Um, you know, but these 12 steps meetings have taught me to reach out at least with a handshake. And some days it was go shake three hands, and then you can go sit down and at least make contact. And that has relieved so many of my anxieties. And what's that got to do with food? That's how I used to mask that anxiety. Um, I, I would hide at home and just eat because I wasn't able to face people. And just uh, I found out that I had just a long time um, anxiety issue, not huge, and I never had an anxiety attack or anything like that. There were just times I wasn't able to face people. And so I'd sit home with a bag or a bowl of something and calm that or numb that so I wouldn't have to face it. Um, so I had to find a food plan that worked. I had to, re you know, I was always the caretaker in my family and the caretaker of others, et cetera. And to be able to reach out to others was something that was really difficult. And I, I found it um, shaming that I couldn't handle my own problems. But that's what this program is all about, not shaming. It's uh, by sharing that load with somebody else. And you sharing your issues with me will lighten them for you, but it also reminds me where I was, and it might be just exactly what I need to hear today. You know, that insanity that, that uh, precedes that first bite. Uh, we don't always see it coming. And I don't know how many times my phone has rung, and it was, thank you. <laughs> I was just taking inventory of my pantry uh, of what I, I think I deserve. And what's that about? It's not I deserve food. It's I, I'm avoiding that, that fear monster or that anxiety monster about something. And I don't even necessarily know what it is. And, 
and so I have to continually work with others, and I have to continually be on guard, you know, for for that um, that fear that lurks behind me. Um, I, I was born the middle child, and I constantly would ask my parents, "Are you sure I'm not adopted?" And, and, and you didn't tell me because I never felt like I fit in with the family. And you know, sometimes today I I, I don't know that I do. And, um, but I, I've come a long way with that. And I always had this huge fear of abandonment and that I was going to be dumped out on the street. And, uh, I tried to overcompensate for this dad by being the most obedient child and the most helpful child. And, you know, like the, I'm, the, I'm going to be the one that earns her gold star in heaven. And, uh, I found out, you know, I'm loved no matter what because of who I am. And adjusting to that, it has been brand new. And again, what that got to do with food, the more I can care for me, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself, not instead of. And learning that if I would do this kindness for you, that I deserve the same kindness. You know, I would never overfeed you. I would never push anything on you, but why do I do it to me? Um, I have an addict's mind, and willpower and self-knowledge of every diet in the world would not help. Um, I came into this program being a hardcore agnostic because of uh, sexual abuse when I was a kid. And when they started saying God, I was ready to run for the door. And I thought, I should have known better. This meeting's in a church. I knew they were going to do this. But the, the answer is spiritual. And finding a God of my understanding is what kept me here. I had nowhere else to go. Um, there's uh, heart disease. There's diabetes. There's you name one of those other chronic diseases that's in my family. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to be buried in a piano crate, and that's where I was headed. My top weight was 300 pounds. Um, I've, went, uh, I've gone on all those extreme diets to lose the weight, um, and I, was, uh, I maintained the weight for probably four or five years, and then I got married and had a kid and gained 90 pounds. And it's only been within the last two years that um, I've released that and, and lost 110 again. And I found a food plan I can live with. <laughs> that kind of sounds crazy. It's like, you know, I finally found that vodka. I can drink vodka. And um, But, you know, with everybody else going on a diet and whatever, uh, it doesn't seem so crazy uh, amongst the other people. And uh, the, the, the friends that I have and the crowd I run with, not all of them are in uh, OA, but they understand. It's like, and, and with, they understand this is, this is how I eat. And people who don't know me, I just say, I'm allergic. If I offend them, too bad. You know, they don't have to live my life. They don't have my addiction, and I owe them no apologies. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, I've taken my food to um, weddings because I don't know what they're serving. 
um, I've eaten before, but I find that more difficult, so I just pack up my Tupperware. Um, I don't want to guess. Again, I'm a controller. I don't I'm want to guess. I have five minutes left. Okay. Thank you. I, I could talk forever. Um, those promises um, tell me that no matter how far the road down I have gone, there is a way out. And those promises have come true in my life. Um, I'm on my third marriage, and I think I'm keeping this guy. He's, he's a real nice guy, and he understands. And he understands when, when I'm having a tough time, and he understands the emotional turmoil that I go through, and I can talk to him about it. Um, I have to sponsor. Sometimes I don't want to, but I need to. I need to for my well-being. Um, I need to go to meetings. I need to write. I need to talk to people. Um, I need to get out of self in order to survive this disease. Um, I read on, online today, and it was like, you know, those voices in my head, they have a hard time. But, you know, when they start getting together and having a chat group, then I'm in trouble. I need to be out of self in order to survive this disease. A food plan counts. Um, I'm not uh, a food Nazi. Um, I have a plan program, and it works for me. Um, and God is always first and foremost in my life. And thanks for being there for me tonight. Oh, you want my phone number, right? 440 uh, 610 And I'm in Vermilion, Ohio. Sure, I don't know if I didn't get all the number. <laughs>